It's summer early in the morning, Pop saying he needs me But I'm being lazy, I say that I'm sleepy Can I please, please skip today, they taking it easy While I'm grinding every day, they won't notice, believe me. He told me no, no, see, that's what they want you to think you gotta see that you are a reflection of me Can't you see it now? Coach Beasley, how cold? Get to skip, but we can't miss it Has to even out You can't treat us different Okay, oh, way to fade that in, Dan <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody Welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast I'm your host, James Arthur Joining me as always, Dan Stewart How are you, buddy? I'm good And special guest, podcaster What's your name again? Daryl, uh, Darren Johnston, obviously of the Getting Hard podcast, which has been extremely popular this week. Welcome, buddy, to your first Vault Studio NFL podcast. Thanks, Jay and Dan. I'm, I'm really glad to be here. And thanks for the introduction before, too. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so anyone who was listening, we didn't think the mic was on before. Yeah, it turns um, out the mics were hot. You now know that Darren has a big penis. Thanks, yep. buddy. It's, <laughs> hey, you shouldn't be ashamed of that. Um, before we get into anything, we'll uh, hit up a few plugs. You can get to our website, thevaultstudio.com.au. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also follow us on Patreon, Patreon forward slash The Vault Studio. Uh, third interview this this month interview is coming up this week. Just nailing it down. I'm not going to announce it yet because I'm not 100%. I don't want to do it. Um, but the last couple have been pretty big. And Julian Corbett finally <laughs> signed up. Did you make him a coffee? He's watching. I haven't made him a coffee. I haven't. But Julian, after flirting with me for months about it, you've joked about it, you finally did it. And then he messaged me saying, good interview with the mailman, Chris Wessling. So I'm glad he enjoyed it. So welcome to our new Patreon. Uh, We've got a little bit of housekeeping before we get going. Uh, Dan and I have decided that we're no longer going to be doing anything not NFL related with the studio. Um, Football. Football related. So... So... Got rid of the NBA podcast, which was really great. And I want to thank Tom for his time and effort on that. Um, And we've got rid of the AFL podcast. I want to thank Chipper for his time and effort on that as well and the other boys that have helped him out. Um, It's not that we didn't enjoy them or we didn't like them, but we just decided that, uh, me and Dan especially, our passions are in NFL and football. And we want to commit and put all our time and effort into that. Um, so we've got this podcast, we've got the Getting Hard podcast, which is going really well. It's a great listen. Yep. That'll go out tomorrow, the next episode. And then we launched our fantasy football podcast last night slash today. So uh, James and Lewis did an outstanding job with their first ever podcast and we've had some great reviews so far for that. So just so everyone knows going forward, that's what we're going to be all about. Um, we just decided that it was the best way for us and yep. it's going to mean we can bring you more content on NFL. Yeah, and that's what we're all about, and that's yes. I think what our majority of our fans are about. Yep, I so, agree. Uh, but I guess without any further ado, did I say a, a Jew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get into the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the Vault NFL Podcast. So I think we didn't have this on our rundown, but we'll start with the Brandon Cook signing. Massive. Massive amount of money for Brandon Cooks. Have you got the the money there, Dan? Uh, Eighty-one million dollar extension, five year, uh, twenty point five million fully guaranteed at signing, and uh, that's at signing, and then fifty and a half million of that is fully guaranteed, total guarantees. Was he productive enough to get that contract? Well, uh, he had just over a thousand yards at the Patriots last year. My argument is the Patriots gave him up. 
he now obviously the Patriots don't like paying anyone, so that's always going to be an issue. But I don't know. They are loading up. They feel like they are in their window. We've discussed it almost every week that yeah, everything they're doing is basically them saying we you know we're in the window of the next couple of years. But what's what worries me is at some point they're gonna have to re-sign Goff. They're gonna have to re-sign Gurley. I know, you know, we'll talk about Lamarcus Joyner later, who's gonna play on the franchise tag. It just seems like it's it's a lot of money. Eighty one million dollars. What was the guaranteed, sorry, did you say? Uh fifty and a half million. So fifty uh, like that's just insane. That's crazy money. So he's guaranteed ten million a year no matter what. Like how, what is that does that make him like third or fourth highest paid wide receiver in the league off that guarantee? It'd be pretty close though. Yeah. Like that's just mental to me, you know. When you see a guy like Des Bryant who's just been cut because of his money, um, I guess this is great for a guy like Des Bryant because it's gonna set the market for him a little bit, but you know, OBJ, hopefully that sets the line oh, for his next contract. I think he's well. That's not good for the Giants. And, no, because no, they're going to want. That scares me as a Giants. Fan. He's going to want a hundred million guaranteed because he's twice the player Brandon Cooks is. Yeah. Um, and Brandon Cooks is a fine player, but he's you know he wasn't on Dan's top ten like OBJ was. <laughs> 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 I won't mention mine. No, that's true. But he's saying that they also have like, Donald as well to still sell. Yeah, so they've got to get. I if honestly, if it was me, I would be putting money in Aaron Donald before I put money into anything. So how could they? What much cap space do they have left now? Well, Well, they only had like two million. Yeah, I checked. So So you got to remember they've got Sue on a massive one-year deal, Joiners on a massive one-year deal. Um, But you know they've got some young offensive linemen. Rob Havenstein's going to want to be re-signed. They've got lots of pieces they want to keep together, and plus, like Gurley's coming up next year. And then Jared Goff. Like, Jared Goff is going to want... He's going to get $120 million if he continues the way he has. But don't forget, the year that he signs is going to be the year the broadcast rights change. Maybe that's what so they're banking on. they're banking on that and the salary cap increasing significantly. So maybe they're just putting all their eggs in that basket. <laughs> it's, they're going to have to. They need to win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. Because if they can win a Super Bowl, say if they win it this year, they might not re-sign Donald. They might just say, hey, we got one. Yep. Let's just... Keep let's keep our core Gurley and Goff, and just re loop on them, and we'll find another D tackle in a draft that can do the same thing. Maybe Lewis and a couple other people are saying maybe they just don't resign Gurley. Well, that's the big thing, and we'll get to the Levy and Bell conversation later because that's that actually is heating up with you know in the NFL market at the moment with running backs. Uh, I'll just mention before we get onto actual rundown cards, GM Kime. Yeah. He's been suspended for five, five weeks, weeks yep. and it starts immediate, uh, at training camp, I believe. Yeah, and he can't have any contact with anyone from the club. And they find him like 250000 250000 and yeah, which is, I think it was basically like his half a year salary or some crap like that, which is insane. Yeah. But he. But did that, you see how over he was? Oh, yeah. He He's was in big trouble. so drunk. Like he yeah. was into what they call it, like extreme DUI range. Like Yeah. He what was, did he blow? Like... Oh. Point one five or something like that. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's Jeremy the studio dog. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to let him in so we don't hear him crying out the door, and then he decides to bark at something. Um, yeah, look, it's it's actually a pretty damaging suspension as well because it's right during training training camp. He has a ton of say in cuts um, and all that sort of stuff, starting positions. Yep. You know, looking at guys, working out where they're at, re-signing guys, all that sort of stuff. He's going to miss a massive chunk of that training camp, or most of it. You should, you'd think it'd have an impact on the players. 100%. And, and, group. and it should. It yeah, should have an impact. It would. It's a very... We were wondering how they'd punish it. I think that's a 
a very good fine, a massive fine, which is fair, and a hefty suspension that will damage. If this was their star player, he'd be getting six, seven weeks, probably six weeks. Yeah. So maybe four if he apologized. Um, <laughs> he's he needs to be punished the same way. And how do you do that and affect a team? It's a weak weak suspension, and it's during that time of the year. If it was during the season, it would mean nothing. He doesn't do anything season to season, like game to game. He's not preparing them for game day. So is he not allowed to have anything to do with not any one thing whatsoever? He yep. can't call them. He can't be. He can't even. He can't even go to the gym at the facility. So he comes back to a brand, whole team signed yep. that he had nothing to do with. Hundred percent. Yeah. So that's going to be really hard for it's the whole really organization. Hundred percent. It will be. Yeah. He, uh, he blew a point one nine three. <laughs> and the yeah, best part just is like almost alcohol poisoning when he was pulled Bad. over he told the police that he had had two beers and a pizza and then later on he told the police he had <laughs> nachos and two beers so liar. he's a damn liar he got caught out right there at least he stuck to the two beers too they must have been really strong beers they certainly weren't with those ones Jared Allen was having in Hard Knocks. No, the O'Doul's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe the pizza is actually a cocktail he does, just doesn't know about. Maybe it was like a weed pizza or something like that. <laughs> and he just <laughs> he uses high as and didn't realize he'd had 45 beers instead of two. Could be. Uh, anyway, um, we'll head to the LaShawn McCoy allegations. Pretty nasty stuff. Yeah, Have man. you seen that photo? Yeah. Oh. So, Dan, I think everyone instantly thinks... That McCoy's done it, Dan. Give us a bit of insight into what's happened. That's what that's what everyone thought because that's what the allegations originally that showed up on Instagram by her friend were that McCoy did it. He beats his dog. He beats his kid or something like that. And look at these pictures. Anyway, the her lawyer, uh, what's her name, Delisha Corden. Her lawyer originally alleged that it was McCoy's so one of someone from McCoy's camp that came and targeted her because she, the person got into the house without breaking in and they asked for specific jewelry items. Now, she and him have split up and she reckons that all the jewelry that she owns and the house are hers. They were gifts from McCoy and he obviously reckons differently and so they've been in a legal battle over that. Un, potentially unrelated to this. But now, they don't think They've backtracked, and they no longer think that he was involved. They think that this was somebody else, and it's potential. Maybe they don't think they have the proof, and you can't go around accusing people of things because otherwise you have to apologize to them like we apologize to Reuben Foster. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, don't forget Reuben Foster because that also was an issue. But basically, at this point, it would appear that possibly he's not involved, but... I don't know. I think we need a bit more information to come out, to be honest. Like, I'm not making any assessment no. on what I think. <laughs> no. If <laughs> no, it's he true, did. he's a really bad person, but I don't know if it is. Yep. But where does the reports come from him abusing his child and dog? Because let's just ignore the photo of his partner. If that girl's made that stuff up... Then that's horrendous. That's a terrible thing to do. And it's, yeah. and this is the same situation with Reuben Foster where they, you know, she was caught for lying. It tarnishes everyone else who comes out with the truth. And this is the thing, you know, women, I don't want to get too political, but women are trying to get rid of this stigma of, you know, oh, you know, we're just making it up. Men just say, oh, they're just making it up. If you want to get rid of that, these women have to stop doing that sort of thing because unfortunately it tarnishes every single woman that will ever say it again. And the mindset then becomes, oh, well, she, because you said when Reuben Foster reported, we were straight down his throat. Hey, he did it. What a piece of shit. What a piece of crap. Now, in this situation, we'd probably do the same thing if she was telling the truth. 
Yeah. If that girl had told the truth about Reuben Foster, we would have done the same thing here. Yep. But you go, hold on, your mindset instantly changes. Oh, let's not overreact. Let's think about. Let's make sure it's the truth, yeah, and that horrible. should never be an issue when these when these accusations are made. It should always be truthful if you're going to say something like that. And this is yeah, it's this is the problem, and it's the problem with social media and all this sort of shit. They just doing that on Instagram. Like it's just it's stupid. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we'll, we'll know more. No one really from the NFL has commented. They won't do anything until anything further happens. With Probably the, the same thing with Ruben Foster because yeah. the NFL did comment multiple times. Yes. Which is why you guys jumped on the back of it and so mm-hmm. did everyone else. Whereas yep. now they're probably doing the exact same thing, waiting for actual evidence. Exactly. So, so it's a smart move by the NFL. Yes. Uh, next on the topic, DeMarco Murray retiring. 30 years old. It was 2014 that he won the Offensive Player of the Year, had 1,400-odd rushing yards for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Cowboys made the playoffs. He, yeah, Offensive Player of the Year. He was in contention for MVP. Um He's now out of the league. He went to Philly for a really bad year, then had a good year in Tennessee, and then had an injury-plagued year last year in Tennessee where he didn't do a lot. Um, uh, lots of things have come out now. They shouldn't make kids train so much when they're younger, all this sort of stuff. Uh, I think he can go again. I think he's just been unlucky with injuries, and let's be honest, the Cowboys rid him into the ground over a four-season span. I was going to say, they played him. Nearly every down. Like yep. they played he played behind an amazing O line, so why wouldn't you run a decent running back behind an amazing O line? But also the years before that, he spent three years in the league and he was injured injury prone every year. Yep. So he was a four year old body that had been injured severely three times. And he also was a heavy carry getter at Oklahoma. Um, he didn't really have any other running backs sharing the, the load there, so he was a heavy participant there. Look, it's sad. But if he's done, he's done. And I think he could still rough it out. Like, he could still play if he wanted to. I think he's decided that it's not worth it. There's probably not the money there for him. He's still not signed by anyone, which shows you that there's not a lot of value for him. If Jonathan Stewart gets a year deal at the Giants, DeMarco Murray's younger. And he's probably got more tread on the wheels. Yeah. Oh, he's... It just... It could be the injury proneness. It's 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 just really... It's the stigma. He's only played 16 games one time in his career. Sorry, he only played 15 games one time in his career, and that was that year at the Cowboys. So he misses a lot of football games. Is that right, Dan? No, he's, uh, 2014 he played all 16, and 2016 he played all 16. Okay, so he's two good years. He yeah. played all year. Um, I, I loved him as a Cowboy. I think he's one of the best one-cut running backs, and with that Cowboys offensive line, they would just move people. He could... like. There was something like there was a stat that year. It was like 3.8 yards before contact was his average... He was just, and then he was—he's a six-foot-four fast running back, and guys just couldn't tackle him. He was a really good player, and it's a—it's a shame. It's probably gone a little bit too early. Let's not. He could also decide to come back at some point. Yeah, I mean, no, it's not completely done. No, like Marshall Lynch retired, had a year off, came back, so maybe yeah. he has a year off, gets his body right, and decides to go again. Um, you we'll be doing an incognito, just saying he's retired to get signed to another deal and come back. Gotcha. Uh. <laughs> tricked us tricked uh, everybody I hope he's not doing incognito because I think that guy's got a few uh, issues going on at the yes. moment did he get signed he got signed by someone didn't he uh, I think I saw something like that yeah I thought he got signed anyway we'll just quickly touch on uh, Queensland tourist tourism minister meeting with NFL executives about getting an NFL game uh, it's yeah it's not likely it, it was, like we were saying before it was a trope started. it was a trope alert it's, because it's not going to happen. The time zone difference is just too bad. Uh, it, even if you want preseason, you're still 
screwing yourself up for the next so, week. And then what what preseason game do you do it in? Like this is like do you do That'll it as the, do you do it as the third? Do you do it as the first when you're trying to evaluate these guys and you've got to cut fifteen of them the next week? You can leave twenty two of the people you exactly. don't like in Australia. <laughs> in Australia <laughs> and they can play in the NGL. But they can play for the Warriors probably. <laughs> oh, the Warriors, yeah. <laughs> Sorry boys, I love the Warriors. <laughs> but this is it's just look, it's great. It's always going to be a good start, but it's not going to happen. I think the best chance is if the NFL implicates some sort of seconds league, like NFL Europe or something like that, yeah. you may get one of those teams to come over, like yep. a smaller team. That That's the only thing I could ever think of. And that's, I think that'll happen. I think there will be an NFL second division at some point. I know that's what the XFL want to be. Um and yeah, and the um, the Association of American Football, which uh, Jared Allen now works for, yeah. uh, Troy Polamalu works for them. They've got a lot of, they they're probably guys. yeah they're probably the most likely to do anything because they've got a lot of dudes involved that are actual ex NFL and executives and stuff like that. But um, I just had a quick look and I just missed one quick thing. I don't know how we missed this, but on Friday, Richie yeah. Incognito was named the new first national ambassador of Boo to Bullying, an anti-bullying nonprofit. <laughs> wow. The guy who bullied, bullied everyone. Someone. <laughs> In the press release, Incognito stated that he can personally relate to it from both sides, being bullied and being accused of being a bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he never did it. He never did it. Okay. No. Nope. No. Look, that's that's great. So he's not playing for anyone. No. No. Uh, but if you have a look, don't say retired. Nah. Yeah. If you have a look at how the NCAA teams have gone coming to Australia two years in a row, the first year was massive. Yeah. Yeah, and they ran out of beer after halftime. Yeah. The second year we were was there. not massive. I went to the second year. The, the biggest issue you have with that is the competition the team's standard. Crap. You brought they bought rice to play Stanford. I'm telling you, by quarter time, Rice had their backups in and they were still kicking their ass. And by oh, in the second half, they had their third strings in and they were still kicking Rice's ass. It was... If, if you didn't know football, it would be boring because you just see one team destroying someone. And if you know football, it was worse because you could just tell they could not physically do anything to stop this team. The The range of skill was so far. Um, and that that's what was disappointing about that. And to be honest, I've gone twos in a row and I probably won't go the third year unless it's a, a better matchup. Uh, bring two worser teams over. Don't bring a really high-profile team if that's the case. I don't... Because people are going to want to watch good football. No one knows who Stanford are here. Like, a lot of people do, but no one really No one's cares. watched Stanford Everyone's, football, though. Everyone would go and watch Rice play Hawaii and that'd be a pretty close matchup. Probably Hawaii be a bit better, but that'd be, it'd be closer. And no one would care. Everyone would still go to that. You'd think that would be a better aim, though, to get more college teams that were better competition, maybe four teams. They could play each other over a couple of weeks. Yeah. That would be a better option than trying to get an NFL team, which seems unlikely to happen. I think the best chance they've got is getting an NCAA bowl game because it's the last game of the season. Yep. There's nothing afterwards. There's no if There's no playoff implications on it, which they would never bring over. But what people have to understand for NFL and for college teams you're not going to give up a big college conference isn't going to college team UCLA all those they're not going to give up a home game against no. a top ranked team to come to Australia and play them and take away their home field advantage these are competitive colleges that rely on the football programs and it's the football I don't I just don't think the Queensland minister and everyone understands how big 
college and NFL is over there. These guys, it's their livelihood. They're not just going to... If you told an AFL team, oh, yeah, you can go to... Uh, like, they go to China. If you told them you could go to China, you'll lose, and then, you know, you'll all lose your jobs. Yeah. There's a chance you'll all get fired if you don't play well that week. How many guys get fired coming back from London? It's like the thing now. You fire them coming back from London because it's your bye week. Telling you, it's it's not going to happen anytime soon. But also with colleges, if you lose one game, you're done. That one game for yep. the for the season matters hugely. That that, that can be it. That and can at be AFL, you lose four or five, doesn't matter as much. NFL, you can lose three or four and still make the playoffs. Yep. With college, you lose one or two and you lose your top three, top four ranking. Yep. Teams like Stanford are only traveling to Australia for a win. Yes, I guarantee hundred percent. Exactly. And they right. know when they're coming to play Rice, they're going to win. They're coming There's to no punch on some bunnies. Yep. Hundred uh, percent. We'll just quickly touch Terrell the, Owens. Sorry. He's you go, you um, go. Horsey, there's already an Outback Bowl. Like Outback Steakhouse already sponsors a bowl, just so he knows. Yeah. Is yeah. it a bowl of food? Yeah. Is, you know, blooming like onion. <laughs> we have those all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, I eat a blooming onion all the time. You don't look too quick to realize what that was. Uh, okay. <laughs> you thought it was a euphemism. <laughs> Terrell Owens, he's not going to the Hall of Fame ceremony. We know that. Yep. Um, he'll be doing it at University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Um, and... The, the Hall of Fame have thrown back at him by saying they're not going to mention him. They'll mail him his jacket, but he's not going to be mentioned at all in the ceremony. It, I'm sorry, it's a bit petty. It's People, very petty. You get up there, you call yourself the Hall of Fame, you start a little club to see if you can who you're going to lead in and who you're not. One of the best receivers of all time comes up for first ballot and you don't let him in because you had a fight with Donovan McNabb who later we find out has been fired from ESPN because he's clearly a fucking pretty terrible human. Um, and then you rank a guy whose you know, decade of football was one of the best ever, but you rank him because he was a bit of a dick with a quarterback or he cried about... He cried one day about... <laughs> uh, you know what that is that's from the Getting Hard podcast yes, tomorrow you have to listen to that um, I think it's ridiculous have some class get up there have someone just say absence today Terrell Owens here's his numbers have someone do a quick little two minute speech about this say his jacket's here we're going to send it to him reveal his crest or whatever they call it his bust and then move on it's a boys club. It's an old boys club. 100% it is. 100%. And he's thrown back at them with, I think it's an actual reasonable request. I think you set a precedent. He has, definitely. I yeah. think you're going to find some guys who, like, there's guys in that Hall of Fame, like Warren Sapp comes to mind. <laughs> he's done a lot worse things than Terrell Owens. Seriously, the worst thing Terrell Owens ever did was have a fight with Donovan McNabb. So the Eagles had to cut him. He That's- also spat in another, in a cornerback's face. Guy's probably 2006. A bitch. Guy's probably a bitch. Yeah, well, I think that's what he said. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he also almost won Philly their first Super Bowl with single like, when he broke yeah. his legs six weeks earlier. No one knows how he actually played. So, look, I, I think it's it's a bit much for me. Just represent him a little bit. Be bigger. The Hall of Fame's a bigger thing. They're giving Terrell Owens what he wants. He's making them look like dicks without even trying. Terrell Owens is back in the media. Is he? he? Look, this is now. He's back in the media. He's 100%. back in the limelight. He's going to get so many different interviews, so many different positions on different panels if he wants it. Yeah, th- this is exactly what Terrell Owens it's wants. amazing for him, yeah. really. And he's a great personality to have. I think he's in, hilarious. Any, any, yeah, he's yeah. great. And he was a great football player. He's one of my favorite receivers ever. And I liked him when he was a Philly in the 49 as well, not just when he was a Cowboy. I loved him when he was a Cowboy, but I liked him when he was elsewhere. Um, um, sorry, with, with Terrell, it's obviously, it's like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer wants to join the 
exclusive clubs and there's no homers allowed except for they already have one homer. So they already have one Terrell in the Hall of Fame. So obviously they, that's too many Terrells. Um, it was what, Terrell Allen last year. <laughs> okay. Everyone, up on your screen right now, you'll see, uh, and for the podcast people, I'll read it out, the best NFL lineup under 25. I'm just going to quickly run through them. Quarterback to Sean Watson. Running backs, Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley. Wide receivers, Stephen Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Tight end, Evan, Gr- um, Evan Ingram. O-line, Jack Conklin, Ryan Ramchek, Quinton Nelson, Andres Pete, Pat Alphine. Uh, defense, D-tackle, Sheldon Rankins, Leonard Williams, D-end, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett. Linebackers, Miles Jack, Deion Jones, Reuben Foster. Cornerbacks, Marshall Lattimore, Jalen Ramsey. And safeties, Landon Collins and Jamal Adams. So that is from 43 NFL insiders. So ESPN or SportsCenter voted. And that is their starting roster of under 25. So you're telling me that apparently Saquon Barkley, who has never played a snap in the NFL, is better than Alvin Kamara and Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to call bullshit. <laughs> You're a Giants <laughs> and I'm fan. And I'm a Giants fan, yeah? How? No, he, he can't be on there in front of Ezekiel Elliott specifically in my mind. Ezekiel Elliott led the league in rushing a couple of years ago. Like, he's had 1,600 yards in this league in a season. And he missed a whole lot of last year for Ben Dick. Yeah, he is a dick. And Elvin Kamara was one of the most efficient running backs in the history of the NFL. I'm not saying, like, he wasn't just efficient last year. Like, he was the most efficient guy last year. He's the most efficient guy for 10 years. Fucking ever. He's the most efficient running back in the NFL. That sort of season. How do you, I just, what is, it's, it's seriously a what have you done for me lately sort of situation. Can, All the hype's been on him. It's ridiculous. Can I tell you a little story? I want to tell you guys a story, all right? Tell me a story, Dale. So, about six months back, people don't realize this. Nobody saw this. I saw it, but nobody realized this. Uh, Saquon Barkley was walking around, and there was a, a mass of hungry people. And there was thousands of people. And he took five loaves of bread and four fish, <laughs> and he fed everybody in the crowd with that. That's how good Saquon Barkley is. He is the second coming of Jesus. Well, I actually heard he turned water into wine. He does it all. Yeah. He can throw a football. He can... He can run the football. He'll mow your lawn. He's that good. <laughs> is he better than Booby Miles? Definitely. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. This has gone way too far. I hope he ends up being good. But they also have to understand, they are putting that much pressure on this young kid now. It's scary. On a bright note, his quads are phenomenal. I and say, I don't he's also understand. hiding through children in each leg. I yeah. don't understand how <laughs> they... Go Our look quads. up the body issue if you yeah. haven't. Oh my god! I have it under Tree my bed. Trunks. I mean, I have it in my um, study. That's obviously for the people at home. <laughs> I see what you do at night. I, I look at you <laughs> and then. <I'm> like, <laughs> no, Just quickly though, that's a different podcast. Um, is it really that out of out of whack? If he's te- he's technically the fourth highest paid running back, but it's not about paid though. No, but I'm just saying that they're recognizing that. He's fourth highest paid, so he's gonna be top twenty. He's gonna be top two. Then well, why isn't Donald or Mayfield exactly on the top of the list as with a guy that's Tory's ACL? Like, honestly, I'd probably I don't know who's under twenty five, but I'd pick Deshaun Watson because um, because what he did I'd last pick Carson year. Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz under twenty five. Well, Carson Wentz is the same year, wasn't it? Two years two years ago. I'm gonna quickly quickly look that up because um, if he is if he he's eligible, then that list is ridiculous. Uh. I can tell you right now. Because I have a little bit Carson, of a man crush on Carson Wentz, unfortunately, for a Giants fan. Carson Wentz, why wouldn't you show me his age? Carson Wentz, Wikipedia. 
Joe's gonna, it's going to tell me the year, and I'm going to have to work it out. Hey. <laughs> Carson Wentz, born December 1992. He is he's 25 years old. Oh, so he turned 25 in December. So it's, just, it's under 25, yes? Just, okay. Yeah, so th- that's fair enough then. I think that's probably fair, yeah. Mm. Um, the old age bracket, they got you. <laughs> I think this is a great segue though, talking about Barkley being the fourth highest paid running back. We'll just quickly touch ta- franchise tags. They had to be signed. So Marcus Joyner, safety from the Rams, will play under his tag. Demarcus Lawrence of the Cowboys will play under his tag. Um, Ezekiel Unser, the DN from the Detroit Lions, will play under his tag this year. And Levian Bell now is going to play under his tag. Levian Bell was apparently offered a $70 million contract. And we got a little tweet that was made um, from Ross Tucker, who's a very well-known guy. Um, he basically said this is his a retweet of what his agent said. I think it's possible Levian Bell sits out first half of the year if he doesn't get a long-term deal done. The goal at that point would be to hit up 2019 for agency healthy, not rack up another 400 touches. That's um Adam Schefter. The Adam Schefter. Yeah, and yeah. then his agent yeah. came out today yeah. and said this will be his last season for the yeah. Pittsburgh wow. Steelers. So they offered him $70 million. What's that? And over five years, I believe it was. Yeah, it, was it was like $15 million or something. Yeah. On one of those lines. We don't know what the guarantees were. No, so that, that's what we've got to yeah. be careful. So the, face, so the Facebook comments, I think Lewis mentioned earlier in the piece that uh, he was asking for 16 mil a year. Yeah, it's minimum 16. And that basically what they offered him worked out to be 14. And we don't know the guarantee. And that's probably what got the hung up on was the guarantee. Yes, I would say 100%. I would say it would have been around 20 million guaranteed. Which, in that case, he, he knows he's only going to get paid for two years still. But they'll run him into the ground. Well, like, that's what they're saying. They're going to give it's, him... At the end of the day, it's his choice. He doesn't have to play. If he's got enough money and thinks he's going to get enough... He could just go smoke some more weed. He could, yeah, he could meet up with LeGarrette Blunt and do what he wants. Smoke a blunt. <laughs> smoke a LeGarrette, as he likes to call it. Uh, I just... I don't know. I, I've got two opinions. I think Levin Bell's an outstanding player. He's He was not my number one running back. I think he's a freak. He does everything so well. Any team would want to have him. Is anyone going to pay more than $70 million for a running back on the open market? I don't think they are. I just, I don't. And we can talk about the Levian Bell, Levy Bell issue as a solitary thing, or we can look at it as a whole with running backs. Running backs just aren't paid anymore. It's the market. It's been set. You know, you talked about, I know I'm getting hard. There was Larry Johnson, you know, guys like that. Sean Alexander, Ladanian Tomlinson. These guys got massive contracts and then crumbled to the ground two years later and never lived out these contracts. Teams now are worried sick. They're also a lot more dependent on committees of running backs. They don't care about one guy. No, and there's, there's no stud running backs. Yeah, and it, well, they're, if, they're, if there are, they play four years and then they're shifted yeah, on. Yep. For example, DeMarco Murray. Like, it's just, you know, you know, Barkley was the fourth highest paid running back in the league. I bet you Derek McKinnon's in that top four too, who just got signed in free agency. Yep. But he only got he only got 15 million guaranteed. Yeah. So this is the thing. It's just not, it's hard. It's hard to be running back right now. They're going to run you into the ground and then you're probably going to be done by 32 and that's going to be it unless you're an outlier like Frank Gore and somehow you can keep going. But it's just the way the NFL work now. Uh, people can say, oh, you know, quarterbacks is, I heard a podcast today, you know, there's a quarterback, Blake Bortles gets $18 million a year, Andy Dalton gets $17 million, Eli, sorry, Eli Manning gets $20 million or $24 million. The difference is, you can go out, like rookie of the year last year, running back, Kareem Hunt, running back, Alvin Kamara, 
physique. Like before that, Todd Gurley, all these young backs. You can go out and just pluck a guy in the draft. Joe Mixon. You know, these sorts of guys are just yeah. there. Yeah, you you can't find quarterbacks like that. And that's no, the difference. You, you get these guys and you, you get them on the rookie contracts. They're worth $2 million a year to you. That's why the average running back makes less than the average kicker these days. 100%. Yeah. Because you kept yep. them for four years of rookie contract for nothing. And then, and then, then they're beaten up. And then your fifth year option them now. Yep. So, yeah. like, I guarantee you, Ezekiel Elliott, I don't think he'll play a sixth season in the Dallas Cowboys. They'll run him into the ground over the next three years and that'll be it. Um, so, Lewis has posted a quote. From the um, Lewis, sorry, um, Le'Veon Bell's tweet. So yeah. it says, To all my Steeler fans, my desire always has been to retire Steeler. Both sides worked extremely hard today to make that happen, but the NFL is a hard business at times. To the fans that had that had hope, I'm sorry we let you down, but trust me, 2018 will be my best season to date. So that's a tweet from Le'Veon Bell. So you'd think, but remember, he doesn't make all the decisions in his career. He, he, probably, he probably also doesn't do all these tweets either. No, I would say his agent does most of his decisions. I would say his PR person told him to write something like that, potentially even wrote it for him to make him look good. But if I was him, I'd be saying, okay, you know, I'll play from week eight because I don't want 400 touches this year and to be, I don't want to be broken for next year in free agency. But I'll still play a Super Bowl if you make it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, from week eight, I'll, I'd, I'd make a deal with him. I said, yep, no worries. Cut my salary in half, pay me seven millions out of 14 this year and I'll play the second half of the year. But yep. Because he's going to want to look after himself. And this is where we're going with running backs now. Rookies going to start coming in. They'll be trying to put like cap totals on how many carries they get. All this sort of stuff. And I'm telling you, NFL coaches and GMs, they don't give a shit what happens after their four years or five years are done. They'll sign them to a non-guaranteed contract. And then when they're done, they'll cut them. And that's just that's the nature it's of the business. beast now. Yeah, yeah. because like you said, you can go to the the draft next year and pick up someone in the second round. Who, 100%. Alvin Kamara. He was in the second round and he's been, he was the offensive rookie of the year. How many running backs went late this year? Like Darius Geis, um, the guy, Ronald Jones the third. he went to the Bucs. Like, <laughs> Ronald Jones is already a starter. He's already been named the starter at Denver Bay. He'll probably have a good year. They're everywhere and you don't have to draft them high. You can get the really good ones high if you want, but that's starting to disappear as well. Do you think guaranteed contracts would change it? But just keep in mind, NFL is the only sport out of the big sports in America that do non-guaranteed contracts. NBA, Major League Baseball, and Ice Hockey are all fully guaranteed. Whatever you sign, you get no matter what. They're the only sport that does it. You'll find that players will be more willing to sign the guaranteed contracts. Specifically 100%. players like running backs who they're one hit away from a severe injury. Yeah. Well, Kirk Cousins was the first pl- player to sign a multi-year deal that was fully guaranteed ever yep. in the history of the NFL. Will that start to happen? I, I don't know. Like, it might for quarterbacks. Like, your quarterback is someone that is going to get that kind of money and you want them forever. Have a look at the best quarterbacks we have in the league. Even yep. not even the best quarterbacks, like the top six, seven quarterbacks, like Philip Rivers. Yeah. Yeah, Philip Rivers signed a, a big contract as well. Yeah. And he's been around forever. And someone like that, you, you like that production. The difference with quarterbacks are they're not... <laughs> They're not as susceptible. Like the only running back is the only position in any sport in the world that when they get the ball, every single player on the field is running for them. You really think about it. There, that's the only sport. Everyone's trying to hit them because they can't do anything after they've got it. That's it. Their whole unless they fumble it, they're they're the last one to go to the ground. They either score or get tackled. Quarterbacks not the same. Like they're not one. Like, everyone's one hit away from their career being over, but it's not as likely for a quarterback. And that's the issue. Like, I do you reckon. So he, he wanted sixteen million a year. Do you think if the Steelers had said we'll give you three years, forty-five million, fully guaranteed, that's fifteen million a year? I reckon he takes it. 
Probably. Yeah, probably. I, I reckon you might find they actually don't want him there after exactly. this year. You know, that's what that's what we don't know. Yeah. And that's what we're going to find out at the end of the year. It's going to make a very interesting... Look, hopefully for him, he has a massive year. Oh, he will. He's an outstanding running back. He's going to get big money, but will he get... I don't think he'll get more than $40 million a year. I just... I can't see it happening. No. They just won't. Teams just won't sign him. He'll Woods. sit in for agency and then he'll, he'll have to take a smaller deal. If he had, say, a 12-touchdown year, mm. you know, 1,200 yards rushing and a Super Bowl. So j- j- just a standard year for him with a Super Bowl, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah with, yeah. The, yeah, with the Super Bowl, would that make that contract doable somewhere else? Not over five years. He might get five years, seven, he might get five years, 100 million with 30 guaranteed, which is basically a two-year, $30 million contract. Back-ended, get it all in a signing. But like, this is, there's so many tricks to NFL teams and how they can sign these guys. They can make it look so good when really it's not. And it's hard. I don't know. I don't think that'll ever change when the players, uh, you know, contract, whatever it is, the V, what is it called again? The Players Association. Oh, the CBA. CBA comes yeah. up. I don't know if that's something they can discuss when that comes up, but something's going to happen because, you know, it's really hard for these players. Imagine yeah. being Le'Veon Bell, though, and seeing some of these ridiculous contracts going out to players that, aren't really that proven yet. You get, oh my God. So on the Fantasy Podcast last night, they talked about uh, the new running back who's just joined the Redskins. I've forgotten his name. No, he was an ex-Seahawk. I've forgotten his name. He signed a four-year, $50 million contract with $16 million guaranteed. You, I, I can't even remember well, who his was name. The, who, uh, was it Chris and Michael? There's Thomas Rawls. No, no, the wide receiver. Oh, wide receiver. That's what I mean. Like this wide receiver just got fifty. He just pretty much got oh, Richardson. Richardson. That's it. He got fifty million dollars. He got sixteen million guaranteed. He had a decent year, but not. He's, <laughs> that's, he's, that's a large he's contract. He's not Levy and Bell. <laughs> no. Like this is the. Whether however you want to look at it, he's the best running back in the NFL. There's you can easily make that argument. There's other guys you can too, but you can easily argue that he is, and he's trying to scrap together to get someone to give him a guaranteed contract. Yep, it's um, it'll be very, very interesting to see what he does. The Rangers would sign him. You know what? He can live in the studio. That's it. And I'll, I don't know. I'll give him like a hot dog at the game. Ranger hey, burger. Look, he can host getting hard. He can host getting hard. He can host it. He can. Yep. We'll, we'll kick both of you out. Yeah. Let's play. Let's do the next story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this isn't really a story. This is a video. So everyone enjoy this. Okay. That was uh, former Cincinnati Bengal, Dallas Cowboy, Tennessee Titan. Pac-Man Jones making sure he never gets re-signed in the NFL again. <laughs> yeah, well, he's done a few things like that. He's had some big issues yeah, over yeah, his yeah, career. Yeah. Which we'll go through and getting hard as well. Yes, we will. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, He's been a bit of a knucklehead over his career. I'm going to defend him a bit there because I heard more about what happened. He, he wasn't uh, in the wrong. Apparently that guy attacked him. Yeah. The bloke in the vest. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they knew each other. Apparently he had, before that started filming, he pushed and shoved him like three or four times. Yeah. And Pac-Man Jones kept going, no, leave me alone, stop, stop, stop. And then he just lost it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's apparently what happened. So It takes a lot to make you side with Pac-Man Jones. But after hearing <laughs> the background, I was like, okay, well, fair enough. You can. Yeah. The guy was in uniform. At, he worked at the airport. Yeah. And he tried to fight Pac-Man Jones. Like, I don't know. Did he doing? know? Did he know him? I I don't know. They there must have been something. Like, surely he didn't just walk along and be like, "Oh, it's Pac-Man Jones. Want to fight him?" Like, but I don't know. You, a disgruntled Bengal supporter. Maybe. You never know. And he actually was pretty good for them, though. <laughs> like, he yeah. wasn't yeah, a bad player. Exactly. I thought like, like, he was a very yeah. good player yeah. in the Bengals. So look, it's um, it's it's a bit of fun. Who cares? The guy got up. He was fine. 
Uh, I don't think we'll see Pac-Man Jones in the league. I don't think because of that. I think because he's probably pretty much done. Yep. Uh, but that's a, a nice little segue into our team previews for this week. Yep. We are doing the AFC North. North, yep. So that's the Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, and the mighty, mighty Cleveland Browns. Um, so just everyone's aware, what we've done this week, we're going to put together almost a script for our teams. We're going to do it for all of them. We've got basically four categories that each of us are going to do. Are you going to do, DJ, or are you just going to run off us? I'll run off you guys. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, so uh, we've got what I like, what I hate, breakout player, and team MVP for offense and defense. Yep. Okay, so that's what we're going to do for each team. Um, we'll also go through the additions and subtractions. We're going to start with the Baltimore Ravens. Yep, so it'll be alphabetical. Alphabetical off their, their city, city name. City, yeah. City name, because yeah. I was just thinking... Surely uh, Browns, <laughs> surely B before's R. I was actually trying to do it in my head. A, B, C. No. Oh, B's two. B's you, two. You obviously have C, T, E. Like could. Me yeah. too, yes. Yeah. So I didn't, they didn't notice at all. Yeah, C, T, E doesn't matter. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> um, okay, Go so on, the Jared. Ravens. So key additions, Michael Crabtree, John Brown, Robert Griffin III. I don't know why I put him on there. I just key. thought it was interesting. That's a key addition. A key addition. Yeah. Um, some subtractions, Danny Woodhead, Brandon Boykin at cornerback, Jeremy Macklin, the wide receiver, and Austin Howard, the offensive tackle. Um, and we get to their draft. There was actually too many. There's one off the little white bit because yeah. they had so many people in the draft. Um, you know, Hayden Hurst and Lamar Jackson instantly stand out. Also love Orlando Brown. Uh, I didn't love him in the first round like our friend Chipper did. But third I, round. I think oh. third round, uh, I'm not too against that. That could be a nice little fit. Probably end up playing guard in the NFL at some point. But, you know, it's a nice start. Uh, all right, let's start. Dan, what do you like? Um, even though Sneed and Brown are kind of... They haven't had the greatest last couple of years. I like the wide receivers that they have at the moment as a group. That's what I like. So I like that they have Snead. I like Crabtree. And I'm hoping that Brown... I didn't even put Snead on. No. I didn't even realize. I'm hoping that Brown goes back... He had an off year last year. Yeah. But I'm hoping he goes back to what he does. Because with an elite quarterback like Flacco, <laughs> it's key to put good wide receivers around him or, or competent wide receivers. And I think that those are some good targets that'll, that'll help Flacco stay elite. Do you reckon Crabtree's insertion... He's going to make him much of a difference. He's a good possession guy. Yeah. And you look at Willie Snead, he's a good slot guy. Crabtree's a good... He, he plays on the outside, but he's a possession guy. He can get open without being fast, which is always handy because when you play good defenses, you don't get a lot of um, release. But then you add John Brown into that. He's a burner. He's a burner. So sure. I feel like they've added... Then apparently they went after Des Bryant as well, and Des Bryant turned down there. They offered him a four-year deal, and he wants a one-year prove-it deal. So that's why he turned it down. And we'll see how that works out for him. But yeah, so look, I'll go to what I like. And as much as Dan's talked about the elite Joe Flacco, I love Lamar Jackson. He was my favorite quarterback in the draft. I haven't been secretive about it. I loved watching him play college. I'm no analyst. I'm no scout. I haven't watched hundreds and hours of footage of him. But from what I saw, he was easily the most impressive quarterback in the draft. And I think what they did going back into the first round to get him I think a lot of teams are going to regret that. New York Giants for oh, one. Oh, filthy. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that will regret not being able to get that deal done if they were trying 
or you know, if they weren't trying, they'll regret not trying when they had the chance. We only had to wait two more picks. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> to survive two more picks. Yeah, you'd think they, <laughs> they could have got up if they wanted we to. We could have, but they might not have ex- suspected it happened. Yeah, it's, it's hard, but that's what I like about this team. I think he's going to suit the team. I think they need to get onto him as soon as possible. If Flacco starters early and struggles the first couple of games, uh, it's it's going to be Lamar Jackson. It's going to be Lamar Jackson time. I think. All right, Dan, what'd you hate? Um, so let's assume Alex Lewis is. <laughs> Everything starts like you're about to launch into a story. <laughs> Dan starts everything like a novel. <laughs> it was a dark, stormy night. <laughs> Nevermore. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So with with Orlando Brown coming in and Alex Lewis coming in, James Hurst can go back up, right? Because mm-hmm. he's he's who I don't like. I don't like James Hurst. I didn't think he played well. He since twenty fourteen, here's two. He's allowed ten sacks, twenty one hits, and seventy seven hurries. Like, so assuming he's starting, I don't like that. Okay. But I'm going off the basis that he's probably not, but that's who I don't like at the moment. They get Marshall Gander back as well from injury, yep. which yep. is huge. Yep. Um, and I think Orlando Brown, I'd be shocked if he plays tackle at the NFL level. Look, I've, you know, nothing he surprises me, yeah. but I think he'll be a guard and I think he'll be a pretty good one. He's a big, big boy. Uh, so it could be interesting. <clears throat> what I hate is their elderly defense. And I use the word elderly. I think Suggs is 38. Brandon Whedon, who was their really good safety, he dropped off a bit last year. Brandon Carr, their corner's over 30. They're very old. They have got some good young guys coming through, but you look at the key guys on this defense, especially Suggs and Whedon, they're both old. At some point, Suggs is going to lose that step and lose some efficiency. And if that does happen, they don't really have a lot around him in terms of pass rush to recover. So that's what I don't like. They've got to start to look to that. All right, breakout player. Well, funnily enough, I have Eric Weddle, the safety. I think that he's going to improve on last year. I think he played better last year. And the reason why I think that he's going to improve is because they have the new defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. um, Dom Mattingdale, and he's known for being really aggressive. Yeah. And I think that Weddle will flourish under that sort of system because I think he's the sort of safety that, that needs to be aggressive. Yep. And so I think... Out of everyone I was looking at, that's who I kind of think will have a breakout breakout and year. Just for the record, that's who I meant by Whedon. I don't know why Sorry. I said Whedon. I meant, <laughs> yeah. I meant Eric yeah. Weddle. Weddle, I thought you meant Weddle. Did so I say Brandon Whedon? Yeah. The quarterback? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I meant Weddle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he's an outstanding player. Yep. Um, but aging. Aging. That's the issue. But yeah, I definitely could see him having a big year. My breakout player is Alex Collins, the running back. Yep. I thought a lot of people say he did break out last year, but not to the radar that I think he's going to break out. Marshall Gander coming back, which we mentioned before. And then if Orlando Brown can secure a starting spot and be a solid player, this offensive line has the chance to be really good. They also have uh, Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle, who's going into his third year. He's been good the first couple of years. Um, I think their offensive line is going to come together. I also think they're going to have a young... They're going to at some point have a young quarterback starting for them. <laughs> and what you want to do is lean on a running game in that situation. So in terms of the situation around him, that could be the breakout. For me, um, I can't believe you guys didn't leave, didn't put Flacco in the things you didn't like. Because uh, I just don't think he's going to start. I honestly think Lamar Jackson is going to take it from him pretty early. Will the Flacco have an injury in the preseason? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think something's going to happen. Yeah, I really um, like that O line though. The O, like you said, the O line. If Alex Collins can get up behind a good, healthy O line, considering they didn't have Yonder all last year, and he is one of the best huge, guards he's in the NFL. Awesome. Yeah, so 
having him back instantly improves you. And um, if Flacco doesn't start, I'm don't change my answer. I think that's still a good wide receiver core for hundred um, percent Jackson to throw to. There's no real wild cards there. They no. all you know what you've got with all of them. Yeah, I think it's going to be. They're good. all tried and tested with the no line with the with the running game. You'll find that the wide receiver core could be dangerous. Yep. And look, Flacco does have a good arm. He's we'll got to see if he'll throw he a big arm. Hey, yeah. He's got a bit of the Alex Smith reputation at the moment that he doesn't go down field. That could also be the offensive system. So we can see if that changes. Uh, my team MVP is Alex Collins on the offense, the running back, and I had Brandon Williams, the D tackle for yep. defense. I had Alex Collins as well. Yep. Um, and Eric Weddle. Beautiful. Let's move on to our next guys, the Cincinnati Bengals or Bangles, as Richie Bangles. likes to call them. Shout out to our good mate Richie. Um, <laughs> They added Cordy Glenn at left tackle, Chris Baker, the D tackle, Preston Brown, Moritz Bowringer, the tight end. I just added that for you, Dan, because yeah. I know you're a big fan of him when he first got drafted. I was, and I, he'll do, I think he'll do well at tight end. He's more of a tight end build. He's super fast like a wide receiver, but he's a lot bigger than most He's one of those like flexy sort of tight ends. Yeah. Yep. I could, I still, he's still a super long shot. He, he never played college, high school or anything. He comes from germany like yeah. he's he's as far as a long shot as just you come. being on rosters at this point is pretty incredible for a guy like he that. did two years on the vikings practice squad yeah. so you know yeah good luck he'll, he'll be eifert's backup yeah yep well and eifert's got massive injury problems yeah too, so but you, eifert's you more of a he's receiving tight end yeah whereas 100%. if this bowring is actually a blocking tight end you might find that he'll actually get a, he'll get a run yep 100 percent uh, they lost Adam Jones, who we just mentioned before, Pac-Man, uh, Chris Smith at D-end, AJ McCarron, bummer, Andrew <laughs> Smith at O-tackle, Russell Bodine the center, Jeremy Hill at running back, Kevin Minter at linebacker, Pat Sims at D-tackle, and Eric Winston, the offensive tackle, who I believe retired. Um, and then if you look at the draft, another big draft, I think the, the big one here is Billy Price in the first round, the center. He was kind of the most... Highly talented center in the lead, in the draft. Did everyone just lose their headset for a second? Yep. Okay. Uh, oh, I lost it again. It's there. It's there. Everyone good? Billy okay. Price is a good center. Yeah, Billy <laughs> Price is a good center. Let's get into what I like, and it revolves around Billy Price a little bit, the running game. I think Joe Mixon's a pretty crappy person, but he's a really good running back, and that's going to make a big, di- big difference for them. Uh, I think their offensive line is going to be improved. I think getting Cordy Glenn is huge for them. I think Cordy Glenn, when he was healthy, was one of the best left tackles going around. He's still young. That was huge. I, I kind of can't believe the Bills let him go. And then you add, you know, you add a few guys here and there. Their offensive line is solid with a good running back. That's what I like about them. I think they're going to have a good running attack this year, which will help the rest of their team. Dan? Uh, what I like is Geno Atkins. I like. Him. Oh, I love Geno Atkins. Yeah. yeah, I just. Mm. I, I, that's that's all you need to say. I just like him. He's he if it, if he was playing right now and Aaron Donald wasn't be playing, we'd be talking about him like we talk about Aaron Donald. I oh, for I, sure. We I think I was talking, talking about, about him. him two years ago. Yeah, for sure. Like that. I think yeah. he's he got injured and then I said, "What have you done for me lately?" He's very good. He's a very very yeah. good player. He's getting up there in age, but he's he's a good player. And he's he's still got a couple more years. 100 percent. And he's fun to watch. Yeah. He yeah. makes the Bengals defense. Like actually potent still. Yep. Do you believe it or not? It's him and Vontae's perfect. Him and perfect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Perfect's a really shitty Horrible guy and does some well. crappy <laughs> things. But they're his, amazing. His talent amazing is outstanding. He's a he'll end up at the Cowboys so he can stab someone and get arrested there, no doubt. Uh, okay, what I hate, Andy Dalton. I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. By all means, I, I really don't. 
I think a few years ago, he was having that outstanding year and the injury hurt him. I think they were winning the Super Bowl that year. I had him picked all year. And they're going to be outstanding when he got hurt. It, like they lost everything. Since then, he's been a bit meh. And the reason I hate, I'm using as what I hate is the situation. They're now in a in a bind where they're paying him decent money, sixteen million. He's got a couple of years left in his contract still. Can he take him to a Super Bowl? Probably not. And they're kind of stuck now in limbo of do we draft quarterbacks? What do we do? We're kind of committed to this guy, so we have no way out of it. This is a massive year for him and. I don't think their receiving core is that good other than AJ Green. And I I just don't think their offense the whole is going to run that well. And that's what scares me. I think they're going to be, their defense will struggle. They're going to be behind a bit and they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. And I don't think Andy Dalton can carry that sort of offense. 100%. I think uh, Chris Dean Aline from the comments actually agrees. And he says, I think that they're going to regret losing AJ McCarron purely because he's a strong backup. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, but not as good as obviously Nick Foles. No. Um, but obviously he's a strong backup that they're going to miss because Andy Dalton doesn't have like the X factor. No. I All think the players that have the X factor. 100%. AJ Green's awesome. Yep. But he gets smothered. He gets smothered. You, you can't. The last beat one their coverage. offense was good. They had Sanu and. Uh, Tyler Eifert catching touchdowns. Tyler Eifert was yeah. healthy. They had Sanu and the guy who went to Detroit, Marvin Jones. Mm. That was their three receivers with Tyler Offit. They were an explosive offense. They had Andrew Whitworth playing left tackle. I know Cordy Glenn's there now, but they had uh, the guy who ended up going to the Browns, whose name's someone mine. They had a good offensive line. They had good running backs. You know, Jeremy Hill and... Um, that was their window, little, really, little, I felt. That, their, little, their little scat back, I've forgotten. You know, that that's what they had there. They're just... Ju- yeah, Jerry Bernard. They're just, they're just not there now. And I, I think that Andy Dalton's going to be... He's going to hold them back. They're never going to get anywhere with Andy Dalton but they're committed, so they can't get out of it now. And that's they're stuck. They're like they're, they're in a loveless marriage with Andy Dalton. That's Look, they've given Andy Dalton an O line. Yep. Yeah, they've got um, people back from injury. They've traded people in. Yep. They've, you know, they've got Billy Price, who was the best center in the entire draft. It should help. So that should help. Andy Dalton has a decent arm, I guess, when he's protected, when he's not rushed and put under pressure. If you have, if he has an, a healthy AJ Green, that's going to help massively. Yes, hundred percent. All right, Dan, what do you hate? Um. I kind of ignored Dalton because you basically said what I kind of felt about him, but I kind of ignored him just because of the fact that they're so committed to him that I didn't, yeah. it, whatever. Um, I the, Like you said, they've got two good players on defense. Well, two really good players on defense, and then they've got some okay players, and then I have a breakout player on defense. But I don't like Nick Vigil at linebacker. He's a terrible linebacker. And they didn't do. They haven't done anything to fix that. No, nothing at all. Also, um, keep in mind that uh, he might, uh, Burfitt might not play every game as well. Yep, because of suspension. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep, he'll he'll get in trouble at some point, which will hurt them. Look, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Who's your breakout guy? Uh, William Jackson the third. He's gonna go nuts this year at cornerback. I I I would guarantee it. Yep. After I have, what I saw last year. I have Joe Mixon, my breakout guy. Yep. We've talked about him. I have offensive MVP as AJ Green, but defensive as William Jackson. So yep. I think he had a really good under the radar rookie year last year. So that's that's massive. I think, yeah, I'm, we're, we're on the same wavelength there. Uh, let's get to our next team. The Cleveland Browns, who went mm-hmm. 0-16 last year. Uh, their additions, there's a lot, so you're going to have to bear with me. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, the quarterback, Jarvis Landry, the wide receiver, Demarius Randall, cornerback, TJ Carey, cornerback, EJ Gaines, cornerback, Chris Hubbard, the offensive tackle, Carlos Hyde at running back, Michael Hendrick, Kendrick at linebacker. That's to name a few. 
There was a lot. There's some pretty good ins. There's some good ins. They're outs. Danny Shelton, the D-tackle. Jason McCordy, cornerback. Deshaun Kaiser. Cody Kessler, both quarterbacks. Isaiah Crowell, the running back. And then Joe Thomas, the offensive tackle who retired. I think that's going to be massive for them. It's going to really hurt them losing one of the best left tackles of all time. Um, but you look at their additions. <laughs> wow. Wow. They've added some talent. And then if we get to... You're talking about dri- Baker, aren't you? Yes. Well, yeah. we, get, we get to their yeah. draft. Intangible. So Intangibles. I, so, so I like Baker Mayfield now. I He's can't a Fortnite player. After that Colin Cowherd interview... Me too, every, actually. I'm now every, like Every him. time I see yep. him now, I'm like... Good. You I can't go, help it. You go, Baker. I can't help yeah. it. I just like him all of a sudden. Um, they added Baker um, Mayfield and Denzel Ward at the, in the top four picks. Denzel Ward's the iffy one. We'll see how it pays off. He'll um, still be awesome, but I just don't think he'll be as awesome as Bradley Chubb. I don't think so either. No. Yeah, I, can't I, I still think that he'll be a, an amazing player. I still can't get over the fact the Browns had a chance to get Sam Darnold and or Chubb, Chubb. And, or Barkley and Chubb or... They could have got really any offensive player they wanted and Bradley Chubb and didn't. And like yeah. that was the whole thing is would they take Chubb one because they didn't want to miss him at four? Like and they could have had both. Like just they could have had Barkley and Chubb. That would have looked a lot better because Barkley was a top running back under twenty five. The top Well we found out that he yeah, is we second on the out. list. Yeah. Yeah, by forty three. NFL insiders have told us morons at ESPN. You know, maybe it was like in, in they went to the kindergarten and said, point to these pictures and they saw the quads and they were like that dude. Yeah, because yeah. he's the size of four yeah. players from <laughs> yes. the waist down. Uh, okay, Dan, what do you like? Uh, I like two. I, as you guys know, since Baker has been born, I've been a Baker homer. But I don't like Baker. I like Baker, but I don't. That's not what it's, I said. It's, it's not your guy. You're just throwing in an extra one. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor. Cheer. I like. I like Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod. I don't know whether he'll play the whole season, but I think he's a great choice for what they have. And I really like the Chubb Hyde combo. I think that's going to be a really good running back yes. combo. So where was Chubb? Second round? Uh, third, no, no. Yeah, second round. Yeah, second like, round. Nick Chubb one was one of my favorite running backs yeah. in this I draft I think class. I had him going first round in our mock. You did. I yeah. I, I had him late in the first round of my mock. deal at that. Like, I didn't think he would drop to the second. No. So that's why they fantastic. ignored Barkley, obviously. Could be great. So you, you, put, you put him with Carlos Hyde. Uh, okay, what I like, uh, all their additions, which yeah. any time you add talent, great. Love it. Mainly their cornerbacks. I think Damaris Randall's a really good corner from Green Bay. I think TJ Carey's an average guy, but can play slot and outside, so he's versatile. He won't start. EJ Gaines, who was at uh, Buffalo and then was traded to the Eagles last year, uh, I believe, or the other way around. Either way, EJ Gaines, he's been really good, really solid. You add those three guys, you then think they've got Miles um, Garrett, the, the pass rusher, it's going to improve your overall. Jabril Peppers is going to get a bit better, you'd think, or he's going to be benched. They had Michael Kendrick, who's a good coverage linebacker. Jamie Collins is still there. They've got a strong defense, and their defense wasn't terrible last year. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think the defense is their problem. No, no, I don't think so either. Like their defense is only going to get better as they get older. You think Miles Garrett, if Miles Garrett gets to what we think he's going to get to, their defense is going to be just fine. Yeah, because Jamie Collins is going to be able to be used super versatile which is what you need to do with a guy like that, move him around all the time. Kind of the Jadavian Clowney at the Texans role or the, the merciless role at the Texans. Probably not to that that skill level, that good. That's what they want to do with him and that's what he's there for. So adding those corners is the start to building that really strong defense. You've added three good corners. Lewis, Lewis Glover puts mm-hmm. in that uh, Hugh Jackson's calling plays was the issue. Well, <laughs> can I just do what I hate? Yeah, go ahead. 
They are, first of all, they are the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. They're, they're going to win one game. We all know it. They could have Tom Brady. They could have the 2007 Patriots and still only win one game. So, And then what I really hate is the coaching. I don't think Hugh Jackson's a good coach. I think his play calling's terrible. It terrifies me that young quarterbacks are going to be mentored by him and taught by him. And I just I can't see that coaching staff being around by the end of this year. They're going to have to win eight or nine games for him to survive. And I just I don't see it happening. And I don't think he's that good. That's one of my big issues. See, no, I wish I said that, but I said Sean Coleman. Who's Sean Coleman? The left tackle. Yeah, so the Joe Thomas replacement right yeah. now. Uh, they could still bring someone in, but yep. yeah. It's you have to feel sorry for him, though. Yeah, you, you've, repl- you've got really no chance. And also, you know that the four blokes next year are really good in their high draft picks. Yeah. And you're like, oh, here, just replace Joe Thomas. Yeah, because their offensive line's actually quite good. They've got Betonio, uh, JC Treader, I believe, is the center. The right guard's the guy they signed from the Bengals, who now I, I couldn't remember when they said the Bengals. Kevin Zietler. Yeah, Kevin Zietler. And then the right tackle is... Chris Hubbard. Chris Hubbard, who they got from the Bengals as well, I believe. Could be. Yes. because he was It's in a the, decent, very decent O-line. It's a solid O-line. And then you've got this... Poor bloke. Poor bloke who's going to start. Who, who might be okay, but he's not going to be Joe Thomas. And the Browns fans who have... You know, maybe they'll have some more exciting things to watch this year than left tackle play. But look, to be honest, <laughs> my favorite thing is Josh Gordon and his arms. Well, Josh then let's go break out players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Josh Gordon. You have Josh Gordon as your breakout yeah. player? Yeah. I actually have him as my offensive MVP. I do too. That's how good <laughs> I think. Yeah. I found it hard to say a guy's going to break out who's already led the league in rushing before, in receiving before. I'm counting it. But you're having him as, as a comeback it's, guy? It's like eggs. Eggs won most improved twice for <laughs> the Rangers. So True. it's the same I thing. also have like all of the Rangers trophies at my house. No, mine. mine <laughs> eggs, are, eggs won all of them. <laughs> my seventh offensive line MVP in a rose in that, in that basket. After two or three, they just start to get old. No, eggs came <laughs> home and he had like just like eight trophies. Yeah. He's like, can you help me in the door? He's a bastard. <laughs> bastard. Um, okay, so... Who do you have breakout? David and Joku. Yeah. Tight end. I think in that system, young quarterback, or if it's Tyrod Taylor, loves his, loves his tight ends. I think he's got all the ability in the world and they've now got some really good players around him. Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon. They're going to soak some coverage yep. and I think you can see him getting one-on-one coverage with some linebackers or strong safeties. He's going to make some plays. Their wide receiver call actually looks like they could win them games. Very good. And this, this is what I had in my hate. They're the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Because on paper, they could look like the best team in well, the world. That's the I don't have any hype for them no. because they're the Cleveland Browns. If, if, if they win a couple of games early and let's just into perspective if they say they win the first two games that would double their win total <laughs> from the past two years they have won one game in two seasons they've lost a lot of games last year by a small margin yes and that's what I'd, ta- I'd put that to coaching smarts they also have you're talking about the receiving court Josh Gordon Njoku Landry. Landry they've also got Coleman who was the 15th pick in the draft who could turn it around there's nothing saying he won't so they're, they've got some players um, I said I had Gordon offensive and I had Jamie yep. Collins as my defensive. I had Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Yes. So, yeah, I think that sort of pass rusher we're going with. I think Sacks win awards, in my opinion. So. Baker Mayfield's yep. going to easily win the MVP. League MVP? <laughs> yeah, league MVP. <laughs> and MVP of uh, Jay's heart. And, right Lewis, hey. and Lewis Glover's heart. I saw a little Baker with I a little should, heart thing. I should tweet at him saying... Unless you mean bigger than You three. won me over, Baker. <laughs> I hammered you draft day. You won me over with one interview with Colin Cowherd. And then invite him to squads. And then invite him to come squad up with us. Sorry, Jen. When, <laughs> when he um 
when Jay came into the studio before, you guys didn't see, but he had his undraftable jumper on. I saw that. I didn't buy that, okay? <laughs> Stop it. You're making me all embarrassed. <laughs> and it wouldn't be as good as if I could get my hands on the Milano semen Siemens. top I'm going after. <laughs> hey, the chase is on. I may get it. Yep. So just yep. bear with me. All Turns right. out a guy I played with in the development Australian team is overplaying against the Milano Siemens. And I've been messaging him to see if he can help me out. So, Damo, uh, Bluey, hopefully you can sort it out because I'm desperate for one of those t-shirts. They have an I Heart Semen t-shirt. Amazing. <laughs> you can't That's even amazing. make that shit up. You can't is even it, make that shit up. Is it because they don't ship it internationally? They don't ship anything internationally from where they get. So, their site where they buy their clothes from, it's like one of those you know, separate sites. It's not like you don't buy it directly from them. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, you can't. Maybe Mr. President Sam Weller. Well, they're who in, actually lives overseas. In they're America in Italy. Now. Well, they are now. No, well, the Siemens are they? The Siemens are in oh. Italian league. Yeah. Where, did, where did you think no. Milano was? Milano, Milano. There is like, a lot of lot of random towns and random names okay. of towns in America. Okay, Pittsburgh Steelers. Won't take me long to do the key additions. Uh, we've got John Bostix, yep, middle linebacker, Morgan Burnett, strong safety from the Packers. They lost Chris Hubbard. I knew they came from somewhere, so he's one that's gone to the Browns, and they traded away Martavius Bryant, the wide receiver, to the Raiders. Uh, Nothing major there. Morgan Burnett's a nice player. Uh, don't get me wrong, he, he's solid. He'll be a good player. Barely got played. I feel like the safeties are the running backs of the defense. They safeties just do not get paid much money. Uh, so they got him on a pretty good deal. John Bostick is a meh. We'll get to what I hate soon. But um, Martavius Bryant, I think Juju Smith-Schuster wrote his trade orders for him. I think once, once he became a star, that was it. Uh, well, look, Bryant had his suspension for the year. Yeah, I think that was that kind was, of that that was was his, it after he that. He signed his own warrant then. Yeah. And then in the draft, not as many as the others, they took Terrell Edmonds, uh, the safety in the first round, and then James Washington in the second, Mason Rudolph in the third out of Oklahoma State. He's the, the next guy with uh, behind Roethlisberger they're thinking, or Ben didn't like it, so he must feel <laughs> he must feel a bit worried. Damn, what do you like? Um, I like the Juju Schuster-Antonio Brown combo. I think that... Antonio Brown he, he forces people to kind of double cover him or keep him covered, but Juju yep. Schuster's just he's he's a weapon as well. Yep. Having those two, it gives someone for Big Ben to target and it opens up defenses. Yep. 100%. It really does. Yeah. Uh, what I like is Levy and Bell being in fuck you mode. Yeah. Okay. It's either one way or the other. He'll either sit on the bench and not play and suck about it, or he'll come in and just be like, you know what, I'm going to get two thousand yards here. And I'm going to make you guys regret because no matter what you offer me, I'm not coming back. I'm going to make you guys regret not giving me the deal I wanted last yeah. offseason. He's going to go and earn it. Yeah, I think that it's could exciting. that could end up being massive for the Steelers. It could be one of the greatest things ever for them and then become awful when they can't re-sign him. But if they can get him to a Super Bowl, then I don't think they'll really care. Realistically, this is the only team with Super Bowl aspirations at this point in this division, you'd think. You would think, we think that every year, though. I don't think I've spent one year in the past six where I haven't thought the Steelers are a Super Bowl chance. Yeah, and like you, the Browns and the Bengals, you, you don't see them popping up for a playoff. Maybe a, if they made playoffs, you'd be like, wow. Even the Ravens, surprise. like you think, and you they signed Flacco to yeah. a long-term deal. Yeah, you don't How can they that. really be a Super Bowl contender? Yeah, you just don't think that's going to happen there either. No. I think that could if maybe Lamarcus. I mean... Yeah, Lamar, Jackson. Lamar Jackson just has a like a Deshaun Watson sort of year. You never know. Okay, what do you hate, Dan? Well, I hate the opposite of you. Potentially losing Bell for half the season or more. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it's, it's I scary. I don't like that. 
No, and I mentioned John Boss before. What I hate is trying to replace Ryan Shazier. When he played for them last year, their defense was a completely different weapon. As soon as he got injured, the whole it all changed, and they will be scraping to try and replace him. Considering he walked for the first time at draft day, you don't think that guy's ever going to play football again? No, he's not. Look, you wouldn't think so. Miracles happen, but he you'd seems be to shocked. think he's going to. But, but the Steelers are paying out the rest of his deal, though, aren't they? Yeah, they they paid him out, yeah. which is which oh. is amazing by the organization. Uh, but you can't replace a guy like Chesley that that no. quickly. No, he called all the plays. He ran the defense. He did everything. So, yeah. but they're it's a also massive loss. keeping around. He's going to work in the front office now. Yes, which they, is great for the team building sort of stuff. It yeah. shows. You know, Space, like yeah, family and all that. Well, sort the Steelers, of stuff. Yeah. you don't become a good franchise, and a franchise that's predominantly, or perennially, uh, perennially is that the word? Perennially, perennially. Yeah. You, you don't find you don't have a bare team like that that's perennially a playoff team without having good cores and cultures yep. and all that sort of yep. stuff. So that's what they do. Uh, breakout player, uh, TJ Watt. TJ Watt, yeah. Yeah, because... Seven sacks last year as a rookie, pretty good. They're switching sides, him and Bud Dupree, because Bud Dupree's crap. Bad. <laughs> and at, at Wisconsin, TJ played both sides, no problem. Um, I don't think that it does anything... It doesn't hurt him at all, whereas he's, it might help Dupree to switch sides. TJ Watt will play either side, doesn't matter. So and he's going to play the right side now? Yep. So then you're going to get Dupree lined up against right tackles, which predominantly aren't better. Yep. <laughs> Left tackles are always the best tackles in yeah. most teams. We might find TJ Watt actually doesn't play as well because he is facing the left tackle. Potentially. Now. But he. You know, so people go, oh, yeah, seven sacks as a rookie. That's, That's very, amazing. very. I think we discussed it a couple of years ago from what rookie it was, got 10 sacks or 11 sacks. It might, might have been clowny when we were talking about it. Only something like 12 rookies, pass rushers, have ever got more than. have ever got double digit sacks in their rookie year. How many did Joey Bosa get? That might have been what it was. I think he got 11 yeah, or 10, and that's what we were discussing. Yeah, yeah. That, that might have been it. So I think that's like, when that happens, when you get 10, so seven, you're not far off. Like, and sacks are very He wasn't a high, very high draft pick either. No. He wasn't he number been, three overall. No, I think he was, one overall, in, like he, was in the 20, he was in the 20s. Yeah. yeah. So he's been solid. Obviously, JJ Watt's brother. Um, my breakout guy, Jesse James, the tight end. I think they've struggled with tight ends the last couple of years. They had... Uh, Green in there last year that they got from the Chargers who didn't do that well ever since I think it was Miller was it Miller that their old tight end ever since he left they've struggled I think Jesse James was good last year I think he can step it up a notch this year as he gets more comfortable um, with with the offense team MVP I've got Antonio Brown for offensive and Cam Haywood for defensive the same snap I got the same over here just reading the same notes (laughs) No, I probably didn't give him my notes because he steals. He's a note stealer. <laughs> yep. He's an information stealer. He'll just call me and be like, hey, Jay, what are you up to today? So what's your thoughts on Antonio Brown this season? <laughs> Do you like the, him and Juju Smith-Schuster together? Would you put that as something you'd like? And how would you how would you word it maybe? It's interesting <laughs> that all of I don't want you to bully me on the podcast. <laughs> That's it. That's what you do. You're a bully. You're that's bullying we, me now. That's why we cry afterwards. <laughs> I'm the one that got picked on for two hours about not putting... Did you miss Odell OBJ Beckham? in that list? Maybe. God, I was so upset. <laughs> I was so upset. You would be. You would be. But I noticed that you guys, for all of your MVPs for your teams, didn't have a quarterback. No, I try and... It was no quarterbacks allowed. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. No quarterbacks... Every team, if the quarterback plays well, can be the MVP. They get the MVP if the team does well. 100%. So I go away from quarterbacks. Obviously, every team we talk about, the whole success relies very 
I would say, 75% on the way the quarterback plays. Um, hence why they get big money and running backs don't. So, uh, quick announcement again. We've got our T-shirts. We are going to start selling them. $34.99. So $35 if you want to call it, but it's a little salesman trick, DJ. Yep. So, we're going to start putting them on the store. Well, they're going to be on the store tomorrow? Probably tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, by tomorrow, but we'll, we'll announce it. But they're going to start going out for sale. Obviously, you look up at the screen now. They're pretty cool. Got the Vault Shooter logo on the front. Don't go chasing field goals on the back with Dan's catchphrase. DJ, do you want to give us your catchphrase from uh, Getting Hard? <laughs> Get hard, stay hard, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I don't, have a, I, I don't even have a cool catchphrase. You're just not cool enough. I'm a loser. <laughs> Why don't you just, just Make press, one up. press Jerry? Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. Jerry! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that, that's my new catchphrase yep. Alright boys, uh, oh, everyone you can find us at the website vaultstudio.com.au Facebook, Instagram, Twitter Patreon, forward slash the Vault Studio Dan, thank you as always See always. you next week thank DJ, you. thank you very much for coming in tonight mate uh, It was a pleasure having you And I don't think this will be the last time we see you Probably not because I'm a bit of a stalker No, I'm here a couple you, of times a week You know, you're a big part of the Getting Hard podcast Which is coming out tomorrow Is it Dallas Cowboys yep, tomorrow? the first episode first of Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys 2008 will be live tomorrow Yep. Very good. So that'll be the uh, the podcast coming out tomorrow. Um, Dan, anything to finish on? Uh, get hard, stay hard. <laughs> Don't no. go chasing waterfalls. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone get the right catchphrase out? <laughs> Don't go chasing field goals. It's summer early in the morning, pop saying he needs me But I'm being lazy, I say that I'm sleepy Can I please, please skip today, they taking it easy While I'm grinding every day, they won't notice, believe He told me no, no, see, that's what they want you to think You gotta see that you are a reflection of me Can't you see it now, Coach Beasley, how cold Get to skip, but we can't miss it, has to even out You can't treat us different